one. Hello, everyone. You are looking at the 36 Chambers of Crypto Taxes, where we are here to simplify your crypto taxes. But let's keep it real. Nobody wants to hear about taxes all the time. So what we like to also do, we like to expose you to great individuals about what they're trying to do to educate people in the blockchain world. We're not here to sell you any type of product or service. We just love, we just have a passion for this teaching people about the blockchain industry. And today I'm so honored to have someone. Um, and let me tell you before I get to how I got to it. So I'm in this group with all these crypto, you know, people that know way more than me on the technical side. And it is me throwing out all these terms. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just a tax counter. What's going on? But when they do throw out like uh, YouTube videos or conferences, I try to make a point to watch it because I'm always on the lookout for finding authentic people. Now, people that's going to just sell me a dream, people that's going to want to teach me. So next thing you know, Ryan Cooper, Coop DeVille, he said, hey, look in Nicole Maxwell. I'm like, who's this Nicole Maxwell? So I was like, ah, let me click on a video. And then it's the black first. I'm like, oh, this joint is dope. I'm like, oh, man, I'm loving the energy. And then we get to who's our guest speaker today, Ira Revels. And I just love how you could just, because I got two parents, my parents are educators, and you can just see when somebody is honestly trying to cheat you something. And then I saw her Black Tech Futures Media, and I and I like the vibe. So I was like, you know what? I shot my shot. I said, listen, I want, I want people to be exposed to you because I think you have a good voice that um, people should hear. So Ira, man, thank you for coming out, man. Yo, thank you, Jamal. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and to talk to your audience. Um, you know, Jamil, my co-producer for our podcast, that's been uh, with me since 2020. And the idea was simply to educate and sort of pivot away from the work that I was squarely focused on, which is management consulting. So I do that. But the idea was simply to pivot from that to actually be able to get more hands-on with the ground floor, you know, understanding where people are, meeting them at their point of need. And at the time was the height of the uh, cryptocurrency uh, um, interest among people, as well as NFTs. People were really going crazy over non-fungible tokens. And so this is simply what we started doing. And this is what uh, you've experienced now. We've got the first of our new podcast, What You're Doing Web 3, is out now. But uh, we've been doing our Black Tech Futures Media weekly chats. And I appreciate you checking out the channel, man, and seeing what we're doing. So thank you. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that you keep it, I wouldn't say simple, but just enough for the average person to get um an understanding of it because I, I feel like sometimes people try to make themselves self sound smart and just busting out these terms and then you you're gonna lose me if you do that i, I tell you right try to when people in my group start talking about that i'm like all right i'm tapping out but i love how you keep it honest and real because as a tax accountant i'm in two worlds i'm in the world of i deal with traditional financial people saying you know what policy schemes policy schemes policy schemes but also as a person that's educated people about blockchain as a whole i'm really being exposed to people's like all right no 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 it's this this is how you see stuff and so it's like two different oh, yeah. worlds so why especially through this crypto winter what i like about you you're still going strong with the educating some people during the crypto winter is not sexy no more they're gonna ghost people until you know bitcoin's a billion dollars again but why do you, you and your co-producer feel like it's so important to educate people about this blockchain industry? 
Um, I know that the way that I came into this discussion in the first place, and we we kind of talk about that as well, you know, sort of how did you get first interested in these topics? And in my case, um, I was curious about Clubhouse and I was curious about NFTs. And uh, he was the first one. We actually agreed to do a podcast back in 2020. And he was the person who said, hey, have you ever heard of NFTs? This was like the day before we started doing our podcast, I believe. And my thought was, my first question was, what's an NFT? And and I haven't let up since, right? So it's like that rabbit hole. And I think that people who have some curiosity about the topic, um, whether it's cryptocurrency, they've heard something about it, or now because they're super popular, NFTs, um, people may have heard of the word blockchain. Some people have never heard of any of these concepts. And so I think for us, at least the idea has been to sort of be right in the middle between the education and entertainment space, sort of that edutainment space, um, recognizing that we're not experts by any means, but we are certainly people who initially started with Clubhouse. Um, I'm basically you know, at the time when Clubhouse was super popular talking about NFTs um, in 2021 at the height of the year, I'm in conversations with people from the East Coast. Obviously, I'm on the East Coast, so I can get some sleep at night. Um, but I'm also curious about what's happening with folks who are artists and creators on the West Coast who are hosting rooms. And so I found myself in this crazy position where I was literally sitting up until like three o'clock in the morning listening to and being a part of these massive rooms where folks sometimes, um, sometimes massive, were discussing NFTs and discussing um, creator being creators in an economy that was new, a creator economy. And we know that that became popular term back in 2020. But the the idea was simply being able to lend agency to artists. Uh, I'm an artist actually myself as well. And so being able to lend agency to artists, being able to give artists more control over the content they're producing, but not only from um, the producer standpoint, standpoint, but also being able to get money and real money from our actual creations. And so NFTs became that um, place for us to be able to go. Musicians are really popular now with NFTs. NFTs are popular in that community. But being able to go into these spaces and actually get your your creations um, purchased at rates that were cutting out the middleman. Um, and I think for us, we really we have a huge artist community here in the Hartford area. I'm in Connecticut. And so a lot of it for us was to be able to speak to creators and to be able to speak at a time when people wanted to be able to access um, more, basically more for what they're making. You know, I'm making something that's unique and it's original, but I'm not getting paid. Why is that? You know, why am I getting always paid pennies, whether you're a muralist or whether you're a digital artist or whatever? We wanted to change that and bring attention to that. And I think NFTs were a way to do it too. <laughs> and I think that's also what attracted me to, I guess, your your platform because a lot of people, if you know, you know, like Thirty Six Chambers, this guy got to be a Wu Tang fan. So you yeah, know, it's just absolutely. like you know, when I saw that's what that, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you look at my, I'm like obsessed with Wu Tang, but yes. I just love it because, um, you know, when they had they that particular 
album is when it was most raw, when it was creative, before they got super commercial. So it's always just a reminder of me just to keep it simple, very creative. And but I'm all I'm always attracted to the music industry and how this might help y'all. You have one guest. I love his energy. I forgot what his name was. I think he did a song. Um, Yeah. I forgot you interviewed him maybe like a month ago or something like that. And you know we need more people like you and him, especially within the musician thing, because we want them to have more powers. It should be no reason why you're getting pennies of dollars. And, you know, we're forced to listen to Nicki Minaj every
and people would actually know it's yours because it's because it's actually (laughs) tagged it's on the blockchain as well and um you can use you know this information to prove the authentication and ownership of the of the item and also you know be able to connect to our community right so if you are a member of our community where you own this nft then you literally be able to get into parties and other events that we host and things that we're doing around uh, the area in the region. Oh man. So you're like the best kept secret right now. Yeah. That's a great idea, man. Yeah. Mm. You can, and so, you can, then you can get down with it now. Like basically yeah. just order a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to, you know, bring exposure. Cause I, I see it. I'm like, all right, they on, they on something. They, you know, and I didn't even know about the hoodie idea. So, but that's, that's a dope idea. But if these major companies like the Sonys of the world or Warner Brothers or whatever they are, if they know like this is going to have a negative impact in their business, do you think like they're trying to own Web3 or is that even possible? Because you have to post it somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, Web3 is simply, you know, the consideration that Web1 was your sort of go for dial up. It was just one directional, right? You could simply do reading, but you couldn't necessarily write to what would be considered the internet. Web 2 is where the rare was read writable, right? So now you can not only see what information is out there, you can also create apps and you can build things that allow people to interact and build with it. Now, Web 3 is a different space where it's read writable, but also not only apps, but you're creating these decentralized apps. So those referred to as dApps, but the cool thing about Web3 is you can literally take an idea and expand it just beyond a simple thing, you know, a, a simple, I'm going to go online and I'm going to create a t-shirt shop online and people can order my t-shirts. But not only that, people can actually be a part of my ecosystem of a variety of products and services, not just one brand. So we think about gaming and how popular gaming is and important it is, particularly to the Web3 community. You have games like Decentraland, which is an excellent example. It's not only a community, you can buy real estate that's virtual and put it on your, you know, now you can be in the Monopoly sort of um, game, like real time in that sense. Um, But not only can I create Adapt, which connects my community to my ecosystem of of products and services, I can also consider it as a world, right? As a game, using game theory, I can actually immerse customers into my brand and into the type of experience that I want to create for them in my brand. So if you imagine now Black Tech Futures Media has its own world, right? And so you can go to places where we provide merch. You can actually have a whole experience, maybe play a game that allows you to do some certain types of things, win prizes in a community. You can go to our virtual event spaces, uh, restaurants, uh, places where you can dance, where you can network with people. And we can do amazing and all kinds of things. And those can be virtual. Also, many people, if you think about Bored Apes, you want to be able to tie these online web experiences and these exclusive experiences to real spaces. And so you've got um, a restaurateur out in California who's created a whole Bored Ape restaurant, which Mm. utilizes his 
particular board ape and all of the artistry around his board ape, but because of the way the NFT um, enables each owner to actually spin off brands, products, and services, now that ecosystem can be larger and that ecosystem can be more creative and tap into individual creativity. Wow. You know what? Because I guess my last question is, can a non-like musician, like myself, like I I don't know, I don't know nothing about tech like that, but I really want to do exactly what you said, but I'm a tax accountant. But um, I wanted to do that with my my 36 Chambers brand. Like, is that even possible for non-musicians and stuff like that? Of course. I think ideally the idea simply is helping to tap into your audience and understanding what type of experiences you want to offer your audience, ways that you can create um, opportunities for your audience to network and connect with one another, and ways that you enable other people's creativity to flourish through your brand and through the products and services that you offer. And I would say as a tax accountant, you should be high in demand right now, particularly as people are concerned about how best to um, deal with various cryptocurrency tax issues. Um, We've got the, is it the form DA 1099 or 499? It's coming. It's coming. I know there's a form, right? But there's not not a lot of guidance on. I think 2023. They're going to do it, but 2022, but 2023 IRS is really on when it's coming. Yeah. I mean, and people really <laughs> need to, to know. And I think that because uh, black and brown people are the number one cryptocurrency uh, purchasers, mm. we buy cryptocurrency more than um, people of other um, um, uh, demographics. And part of that is this disaffection with the financial uh, community, like, you know, being disaffected by banks and that sort of thing. Um, these are these are places where people are thinking decentralized currencies where we want to put our money, but not enough of us actually know anything about it. And so for us, you know, being able to educate people, people like yourself, people like myself, we're in a right position like these. These are the things we have to do now. <laughs> to educate our people and to educate anyone who has a curiosity about cryptocurrency. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. Um, exactly what you said. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna put a disclaimer out, everybody. Uh even if I grow big, not experts. If I, if yeah. I get not not even that, if I get a Wu Tang member and I interview them, I'm quitting because I'm gonna die and go to oh! And I'm done. So you're just gonna have to get your taxes <laughs> done with somebody so, else. Somebody and, else, oh my god, yeah, that's funny. I'm gonna be like, all right, God. Take right. me up seven. I'm done. Right. <laughs> I thought you were about to do the disclaimer. We do it. You know, we are not tax professionals. Well, I didn't get no tax advice, so I don't need to do that. But, um, tax advice. But if you see, if you see crypto you. with a Wu-Tang member, just it's know you're retired and he's going to start something else. And Well, you know, it's funny because I see uh, Method Man. He's, you know, I've been following him on Twitter for a minute and uh-huh. he's constantly putting messages out there like, what NFT should I buy today? And that sort of thing. So I know that there's several folks. Um, I would even, you know, RZA, I would give him much props for his in, his initial, he was ahead of the cryptocurrency Always game ahead. when, yeah. you know, he, he decided to sell um, the one album for, you know, decided not to basically create the album, but sold it to one person. And now finally it's in good hands. Um, the point I'm making is, you know, some people are really ahead of the game. And I think that if you want to be ahead of the game, 
definitely want to know more about uh, cryptocurrency, NFTs, and blockchain technology. Cool. Um, I'm going to have the info in uh description, but how, what do you want to know people about, you know, like, what do you want them to know and to go to and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely know that Black Tech Futures Media is a brand that allows you to blockchain your brand. And we have a podcast that we do every week. It's out on Monday mornings now. And you can check that out on YouTube at Black Tech Futures Media. You can go to our website, blacktechfutures.media. And you can find information about um, what we do as well as the services that we offer. And in particular, if you're interested in wearables, we've got you. The other thing I would mention is another company that I do work with called um, Graham. And that's G-R-W-A-A-M.com. And grants, research, writing, and award management is something that I do in my management company in the financial space, you could say. And we can help you uh, get grants. Nice. That's the main nice. thing to know. That's G-R-W-A-A-M.com. And I'm going to get the info so I could put it in correctly. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I, I feel like, because I do a lot of workshops, I want to do a workshop with y'all. Maybe Absolutely. It's going to be about crypto, the Blackverse, taxes. Yeah. But we want to spotlight um musicians. So we have a, if I could do, because I, what I like to do, if anybody ever saw my stuff, I like to put a lot of verses into me. Even if you look at my blog, nice. I got like I usually have a rap verse right before that. So kind of merge the two worlds, yeah. make it a fun, interactive thing that's not too intimidating because the IRS is coming in 2023. So yeah. there's no hiding, but we don't want to make it boring and say, oh my God, why am I here? Yeah. And just make a dope workshop. And We're I, down I, with I, that, man. Let's we know folks who actually would probably be useful as well. So definitely keep us in mind. Cool, man. So you have a great day and thank you for having time. Take the time out. No problem. Thank you so much, Jamal. Good luck to you, man. Bye. Bye.